The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. I think one of the bright spots of of COVID-19 when it comes to running, yeah, it canceled all of our big plans in the spring and a lot of big plans in the summer. And of course, now there's some races that are actually taking place in trying to see us and show us what the new normal is going to be. But one of the things that I think is real positive that came out of COVID-19 when it comes to trail and ultra running is people started doing things on their own. They trained for races. Those races got canceled. And some people like myself, when my race got canceled, I pouted and sat on my ass for three weeks. But there's other people that decided to take that fitness and do something cool. And you saw stories about people running 100 miles in their neighborhood or setting up their own ultras. And FKTs have been falling like the rain in spring. And the great thing is the FKTs aren't being destroyed by professional runners, but runners like you and I are going out and doing awesome things. Let's talk for a second about the Foothills Trail in South Carolina. 77 brutal miles. There is a new unsupported FKT for a woman, 23 hours, 24 minutes, 24 seconds, and that FKT was set by North Carolina's very own Natalie Daniel. Welcome to the Adventure Jogger, Natalie. Thank you. So the the story of your FKT kind of came out of fitness for a race that didn't happen, right, Natalie? Yeah, exactly. Um, GDR. So that gets canceled. You have all this fitness. And like I was saying in the introduction... I had a race that was that was canceled, and I was like, okay, guess what? It's it's bonbons and Little Debbie's and soda and feeling sorry for myself for three weeks because I was really looking forward to it. But when did the idea come into your head to try and do an FKT and, and, to, and to really kind of do something yourself? Well, um, you know, I, well, as soon as I found out that GDR was canceled um, – I remember the next day I was going to get up and do a longer run and um, I didn't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I, me and my husband went out and I said, you know what, just what, however many miles we get, I don't even care at this point. And then I heard the podcast with, um, not to talk about past podcasts, That's okay. but That's okay. that is yeah. how it came about. Right, right. <laughs> um, so I heard the one about uh, with uh, Aaron Staff mm-hmm. and Sean talking about um, basically just going out and doing fun runs. And I believe that the Foothills Trail was brought up. It was brought up in that podcast. It was. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and I had done portions of it. And I'd actually the last race I did before this, um, before GDR, was a race that was out there in within table rock state park and that's where the foothills trail starts um so i'm like well i've done that i've done some of that and then i've done some of the foothills trail 
So, you know, I can do that. It's 77 miles. I've done like 40 unsupported. <laughs> What's 30 more? <laughs> Everyone who has listened or is listening to this podcast has had that thought of, oh, I can do fill in the blank distance because it's only fill in the blank distance more than, than something else <laughs> that I've run. But Natalie, you know, a race... You have aid stations every five to 10 miles and you have to carry much. You have to carry, you know, just something to get you through an aid station and there's supported FKTs, which, you know, you're allowed to have your husband could be out there. Your family could be out there and restocking you, but you decided to go unsupported and that adds an incredible layer of difficulty because you can't even like drop stuff off for yourself. Uh, if, If, you know, there's some real unsupported purists. You have to get yourself through those 77 miles. Was that the plan from the start, or how did the unsupported idea come around? Well, because my, my boss um, at the Ultra Running Company, he, he was, he was kind of looking up. He, he was looking at it. He looked at the page. He's like, you know, he said, I don't see a woman on here. I don't see that a woman has done it unsupported. Yeah. And I'm and and I and I looked at the the actual female FKT and I was like, well, I could potentially get that. Now, actually, that's what I was going for. I was going for overall FKT. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know, I think I could do that. But you know, if I went unsupported, that's pretty freaking awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. And really, and and if anybody that knows me knows that I'm a pack mule, I can I always carry way too much stuff, even at races, because I don't trust the aid stations for some reason i think that it's just going to disappear right in the middle of the race <laughs> where they're going to run out of everything <laughs> you've read so, the horror stories i mean i literally <laughs> well i look like the hunchback at the beginning of a race because i have so much crap in my pack so i'm like you know what i and and i you know and i i kind of did the math before us you know as i was packing and everything i tried to figure out how many calories i needed and i pre-packed my my best but um, it is different when you're wearing it. I will say that. <laughs> but um, I, I just, and I like to be, believe it or not, it sounds crazy, but I actually don't mind being out in the woods by myself for a really long time. I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. So I was like, well, what the heck? But the, here's the problem. I was going to do it on the same weekend as GDR, yeah. you know, just to do it like I was going to do GDR. Well, I think it was that Friday before they closed Table Rock State Park and where it starts and they closed Oconee State Park. Basically, they closed all South Carolina State Park. And I didn't want to break the law or anything. So I'm like, I guess I'm I'm just going to wait until they reopen the parks. They said that they would be reopening like a month later. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, you know what? That actually gives me some time to prepare because at this point, I only had like maybe a week to prepare mentally and get all my crap i mean i didn't have a spot tracker somebody was gonna loan me that i didn't have hardly anything together so waiting a month was actually a lot better you know in hindsight yeah um but it you know and then uh that day came it was i got the announcement like the week before um the parks opened because i wasn't 100 percent sure if they were actually going to do it Right, and I saw the announcement, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is 
this is awesome. Like I actually get to do it then. So I still only had a week to kind of get everything together, but I had had almost a month to mentally prepare and kind of round up some stuff. So, um, you know, anyway, that, that's kind of how it came about. So is the month a good thing? Because, you, you know, you, you have this idea and you're all in shape for GDR and you're like, okay, I'm going to transition this right into this FKT attempt on, on the Foothills Trail. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you're ready, you're getting things put together, and then you have to wait that month. Was that a blessing in a way or was it a curse in a way where it just kept you, you know, longer and longer in your thoughts and gave you more time to overthink it? Well, I didn't, I don't overthink anything. Um, I, I'm, my family's actually been called the Griswolds because we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> um, so I, I try not to overthink stuff like that, um, which drives some of, some of the people in my life crazy, but it, it was a good thing in the aspect of like, I did have time to just kind of get ready and chill out. But the bad part about it was that, um, I didn't do enough. You know, because I was already, I mean, I was already trained, but yeah. like the weekend that GDR was going to happen, I did go out and run a portion, like a 25 mile portion of the Foothills Trail. And that day it was so hot. We were all saying, oh my gosh, it's so, it's good that we, that I didn't do GDR because I sucked that day, like horribly. We were all dying in the heat. I mean, it was, it was hot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then the other thing was like, I had stopped doing strength training. So as I was doing the Foothills Trail, I kept, I even texted my husband. I was like, oh my God, this back is heavy. I mean, this uh, vest is heavy AF. I'm not going to curse, but that's, I literally texted him AF. I was like, (laughs) I should not have stopped doing strength training. (laughs) 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 Because I mean, and, and on top of that, like, I just, I had not doing a lot of hill training either. Um, between when I stopped training for GDR and when I did the Foothills Trail. And the Foothills Trail is not flat. Right. It is a lot of up and down. Oh, my God. It is uh, portions of it. um, I don't know if you read my blog um, or my report on the the run itself. Yeah. But I remember... There's a lot of um, uphill in the first section. And I will say, if you think the last 20 miles aren't that bad, um, but I remember a mile around mile 30. Yeah. I, I just wanted to quit. But the problem is, at mile 30, there's nowhere you can quit <laughs> for another 15 miles. <laughs> right. So, so at that point, I'm like, well, right. yeah, if, if I go another 15 miles, I may as well finish. Right. But I mean, I was having so many issues. That I just and like it, I, I just couldn't take any more climbing. I'm like I I just I'm not feeling good. Nothing is going right, and um you know it, it was a lot of climbing. That that's all. <laughs> it was a lot. Like, I think it's like sixteen thousand feet or something. Wow, sixteen thousand feet of vertical gain, and this is unsupported. So you've got this heavy pack on. Uh, Natalie, give us an idea of. What was in your pack? What did you take with you when you started your FKT attempt? So when I started, let's see, I had, um, I just had like two soft flasks that I kept two soft flasks full of tailwind and water. Mm -hmm. And then a full, I tried to keep a full bladder 
Um, although when I filtered my water because my pack was so full, yeah. um, I wasn't filling my bladder and I didn't realize that, that I'll get into that, but I, anyway, but I had a full bladder when I started mm-hmm. and then I had, um, several, I had baggies with, um, pretzels and peanut butter, little cups of like the individual things of peanut butter, yeah. um, which ended up being useless cause I couldn't swallow <laughs> that. Um, I had like one little tiny mini Slim Jim. I, I like real food. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever do gels. So that makes things heavier too. That's the truth. But, um, <laughs> I had, uh, I make my own, I guess if you want to call it gel out of sweet potatoes and I use baby food pouches. So I had two big baby food pouches, um, full of my sweet potato concoction. I had, um, like several fruit cups. I think I had like three or four a little peach fruit cup. Um, just a lot. Oh, I had a bunch of pickles because I love pickles whenever I'm running. And I had, of course, I had my water filter. Forgot my emergency blanket, but I thought that it was in there. Apparently, I didn't have that. <laughs> it was so cute. You do fly um, with that seat of your pants. I thought, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But And I also, like, I thought I packed an extra pair of socks. Didn't have that. Um you know, but I, like I had a rain jacket mm-hmm. that ended up being pointless because it, there was no rain, but I did have it just in case. And I think I actually wore that around my waist the whole time. Um, I'm trying to think of, oh, I, and I had my poles, but that, I can't pack my poles because they won't fold up anymore. They got corroded. And so I just carried them the whole time. Um, and that's pretty much it. You know, oh, I had ginger shoes, which those came in handy. Yeah. Um, um, Natalie, <laughs> you you had to pack a whole lot of real food, which adds to the weight. You decided to do this thing unsupported. You chose like every avenue you chose was adding layers of difficulty to this attempt. I mean, I'm almost tempted to ask you: Did you put cement in your shoes too, just to put more weight in there? <laughs> No, um, no, I didn't. <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, like I said, I mean, I'm used to carrying stuff, so it didn't bother me. That didn't bother me that bad. I mean, there were times, like, you know, I was, like, having to stop and stretch and, um, you know, but I'm, I'm used to, I am used to packing a little too heavy. The bad thing was, though, all I had was my, like, little Solomon um, five set. Yeah. And, as soon as I started running, like crap was falling out of the, the top of my pack. <laughs> so I like, I was like, I had like a baggie of pretzels hanging on in the front, you know, where the straps are. And then I just ended up like having to carry it. I mean, it was, oh my gosh, it was, it was kind of comical actually. Um, You're like, I swear I know what I'm doing, everybody. I swear it may not look like it, but I have an idea of of what I'm doing. Um it sounds like it you know you started off okay and then the climbing the climbing the climbing 35 we said about 35 miles in you were like uh I I'm this is this sucks. Well, yeah, so well well I have to backtrack so about okay. a mile and a half in it was like exactly a mile and a half in. I'm going across this bridge. I'm just cruising yeah. because it's before the real climbing starts. And I completely, I slip and slide off this bridge. My calf is still, like I have this hard spot on the outside of my like calf shin area that's still there. <laughs> um, I don't know what the heck that was about. So I was like, 
And what was funny is like when I first started, my friend, he had told me to make sure I say a prayer before I start, you know, yeah. and I'm right, I forgot to pray. So I stopped and I said a little prayer. And then when I fell off the bridge, I'm like, okay, God, so this is how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. So this is how this run is going to go. And then like, <laughs> okay. So, and, and I'll, and I'll roll with the punches. It's like, okay, well, let's see what else we got going. So then around like mile 18, that's when the foot cramps started. I never had foot cramps ever. I mean, well, I've had foot cramps after a run or a hard race, but never during. And then um, every time, like, I would step on a log or I'd step on a rock the wrong way, my foot would lock up. And then from from the jump, every time I would eat something, I would start gagging. Like, it would, like I would have to force it down because as it's in my mouth, I would start gagging. And that has never happened to me. I, I have no problems eating ever. Um. But so, yeah, but so by mile 30, with all the climbing, and if you look up the foothills trails, it's like steps and then more steps and then more steps. <laughs> and I remember, like, I climbed over, um, God, what's it? It was in Gorgeous State Park. There's a bridge that you have to cross over the water. Yeah. And there's like all these steps. And after that, you just, it's, you're going kind of going up a fire road, but it's uphill. And I remember, I'm like, I can't take this anymore. I, I don't know how I'm going to continue. And I literally just laid on my back in the middle of the trail. And I'm like, God, I just, I, I don't know what I need to do. Like, what do I do to get rid of these cramps and this gagging? Like, I can't run like this for 47 more miles. And I just, I drank, I, I filtered a crap ton of water. I drank like a whole 32 ounce thing of water mm -hmm. and I ate that little Slim Jim and took a fruit cup and miraculously the foot cramps went away. Um, the gagging never went away, but I just, you know, I, I dealt with that. Wow. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, and after, after that, it, it got, it was really nice because then it started to get dark and, I was nervous about the nighttime because a few days before my husband, he's like, you know, that's a really long time to be out there by yourself. And there's bears and, um, wild pigs and snakes and you never know. And th so I started having all these paranoid thoughts, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> you're not helping like, husband. You're not helping. <laughs> No, well, he's the same guy when I, before I got on my first airplane, he started, he was telling me about all the turbulence and <laughs> how it, how it feels. I mean, or, or like when we all went on our first cruise, oh, you're going to get so seasick and oh my God, you're going to feel like you're going to, I'm like, dude, you're the worst motivator ever. <laughs> <laughs> Love is a wonderful and splendid thing, isn't it, Natalie? Because you're still married to him. We'll just throw that out there. Well, yeah, we, for um, now, let's see, 19 years almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miraculously. Obviously, you found a way to deal with him always giving you the uh, the worst case scenario. You've been ignoring him for on those oh. worst case scenarios for a while. Pretty much. <laughs> so the, I will say, though, um, the, I do normally like running at night, mm -hmm. um, even by myself. I actually, I typically run by myself anyway, but I do like running at night. And it, it was weird because I guess since I was running during the day and I just kind of ran into the night, 
it didn't it didn't affect me at all i mean i it was very peaceful um there were a couple times i heard some loud rustling in the woods beside me and i started to shine my waist lamp on it and then i was like you know I really don't want to know what's out there. Let me just keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> and Oh, for, for sure. I mean, do you really want to know what's out there? Right. No. Right. So um, the only other issue that I had during the night was I came up on, it was, it was actually not long after I had that one moment. It was like 31 miles. I came up on this humongous tree and I couldn't see because it was at night at this point. I mean, it's pitch black, and yeah. um, there's one side there's like a wall, pretty much, and then the other side there's a drop off. So I had to climb this massive tree, and it wasn't like just uh, like one, you know, the the or what do you call it, like the trunk. Yeah, like it was a whole freaking tree. <laughs> like you know, when when you're a kid and you're climbing a tree, yeah. and that was a little that was kind of scary, but um, it was kind of fun. I mean. Um, you know, and then I got to my, about around mile 45 Yeah. and I got to white waterfalls and I, I don't know, I took a pic, I took a picture of all the signs pretty much mm-hmm. that showed like the mile markers or whatever. And I took a picture of the sign and automatically I'm assuming it's the foothills trail. So I'm going to, you know, yeah. I'll, wherever you see steps on the foothills trail, you go up. So I go up these steps, I hear the falls looking around for the, you know, to find where the foothills trail picks back up. I don't see anything. I'm like, and so I pull up trail run project to see where I'm supposed to be at on the map. And I'm like, mother, Fletcher, <laughs> I said, I wasn't supposed to go up these steps. And I, let me tell you, when I said it was a gazillion steps, I had to stop and take a break halfway in because it was so many steps. Oh no. So, so you had all this vertical gain and all this distance, and it's for nothing. You have to walk back down and get yourself back on the foothills trail. Yes, and then when I get down, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't, I'm not sure which way to go. I don't remember which way I came from. So then, you know how you walk around and you're, mm-hmm. like, trying to find your little blue dot on the trail run project? Yes. yeah. So, and at this point, where the white waterfalls are, it's pretty rocky. It's not... None of, actually, none of the trails is buffed out when you're on single track on the foothills trail. It's all, it's all technical. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm wandering around trying to find my blue dot. I finally get back to where I need to be. And then, you know, and I get on my way and then it was, and it was pleasant. And I will be honest, like some of the nighttime, it's a little bit of a blur because, you know, it's dark. You're not seeing a whole lot. Right. So, um, I just remember thinking, like, there, some time would go by, and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, have I seen a uh, a blaze? Because there were sections where, especially if you're on a fire road, it'll kind of cut back into the woods. And then, uh, and I, so I was like, oh, gosh, I haven't seen a blaze. Was I supposed to turn? And then I thought so I would, like, be really diligent about looking for a blaze for the next couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I finally see one, and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm where I need to be. So I never, that was the only time I got turned around and that was a hundred percent my fault. So if anybody does it, I mean, it's really easy to follow. Um, <laughs> learn, learn from <laughs> Natalie's mistake and don't go up those, those steep, steep steps. You don't need to, you just need to, to get back on the trail. Natalie, every, right. it's, it just sounds like everything was, was going wrong. R- r- like you were just getting one well, obstacle after another. 
Yeah, and I don't mean to paint that picture because it was, I mean, honestly, maybe it seems that way, but for me, that's just normal. I mean, it, you're going to go through stages when you do any type of long distance um, event or uh, effort. Mm hmm. You know, so you're going to have good, you're going to have bad. So it's kind of up and down. But, um, you know, but I'll tell you my least favorite part of the course by far was the um, the Chattooga River section. And I got to that right around sunrise. Yeah. So just before sunrise, I started to hit it. And let me tell you, so you're, you're literally right on the river and it it was sandy and we, you know, we'd had all those storms. So there was a lot of blowdowns too along the trail. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and it's, and at this point, like I'm, I'm running like a baby deer at some points, especially, you know, where on this section, it's really rooty. Yeah. And even though like you look at the elevation profile, you're like, Oh man, this is going to be really easy. It's, you know, it's flat. Well, it's not completely flat, but it's also extremely rooty. So, I wanted to run, but you had, you couldn't hardly run because if you take a wrong step, you're literally going to fall into the river. So that section was probably the most frustrating because I wanted to run so bad and I just couldn't get my footing because this is like mile 60 to 70 ish. I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a, it, it wasn't a really short section. Oh, and then, so I get to, where I'm, I think that is like the last six miles is supposedly all. Why? Okay. Because I mean, yeah, it's, it's mostly downhill, but you still have to climb. And so when you have it in your mind, like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to be cruising the last six miles, you know, then I, I mean, I, I was getting so frustrated. And I remember like a mile and a half from the finish, I, there's a, a climb yeah and oh and i was like i'm i'm gonna i am not gonna walk any like the last few miles once i hit oconee state park i'm running the whole thing well a mile and a half from the finish there was like a little climb and i was like what the crap <laughs> what, why am i why am i going uphill this because I, I like i had because at this point like I knew I wasn't going to make my 21 hour goal. I actually texted my husband at four 30 in the morning and I was like, Hey, don't meet me at seven. Cause I'm not going to make it. I'll try really hard to make it by nine 30. And, um, you know, so I knew I wasn't going to make 21 hours, but I, I knew I was going to make 24 hours. And then once I got into Oconee state park, I'm like, Oh my God, I can actually get in in 23 30. Yeah. So I had that in my head. But then when I had that climb, I'm like, God, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, so I, in my mind, I mean, and it kind of, I guess I was kind of busting butt to get in because my last mile ended up being my fastest mile of the whole thing. <laughs> That's not bad. That's a good day's work when you can finish with your fastest mile. Not many people can say that all together. I mean, 23 hours, 24 minutes, 24 seconds, great round time. You get that unsupported FKT uh, for, for a woman now. Your name is on FKT.com. But what hearing your story, Natalie, and, and hearing everything going wrong from the slipping off of the of the bridge, like a mile and a half in to taking wrong turns to never having your stomach quite where you wanted your, your stomach to be. How do you, how do you push through stuff like that? Cause I know a lot of people have been like, this ain't my day. I'm going to go ahead and try it next week. How did you, 
you know, what do you tell yourself something? How do you keep going when everything's going wrong? Well, well, for one thing, um, my husband, so he, like I said, he dropped me off at the start yeah, and he was going to pick me up at the finish. I love him, but I really don't think he would have been able to find me if <laughs> I, if I wanted to quit. So I didn't have much of a choice. I mean, cause he pretty much like he went running in the state park and then he went to the hotel and, um, yeah, he like, it would have been so hard for me to tell him where to pick me up at. It just wouldn't even have been worth it. Natalie. So, and not, not to mention. <laughs> I, I, I set you up with that last question and I was like thinking like, oh, she's going to say, you know, I work hard every day at my job. You know, my my, my dad told me, I, you know, you never quit or, you know, I promised my daughter that I would do this or whatever. I was expecting something like that. I never in a million years expected to hear your motivation for not quitting when everything was going wrong is because you were pretty sure your husband wouldn't be able to find you. <laughs> oh, no. Trust me. Like when I finished, I, I got off the trail and I'm like, oh, I had seen some guys like, uh, you know, about six miles before the finish. Yeah. And they're like, hey congratulations, we saw your husband, blah, blah, blah. So when I finish, and I'm like, huh, well, they said he was here. I don't see him. <laughs> so I'm walking, you know, I'm walking across the parking lot, and he was there, but he was, like, sitting in the truck because he said the bugs were getting on his nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, hold, hold up. Are you serious? Like, I just ran for almost 24 hours straight, and the bugs are bothering you? <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. Right now, single people are going like, you know, I don't. Uh, this marriage thing just doesn't sound so great right now. But I will tell you, it is. We all have things that you know our spouses will. You know, we they drive us nuts with something that that they do. But love always seems to conquer all. Natalie, that's just an incredible story. Of <laughs> well, he did pick me up. I mean, he picked me up. Oh, and he gave me his little. Um, you know those little pillows or the cushions that you have on the seat in the car yeah. for your the neck pillows. Yeah. He did he did put the neck pillow on my seat instead of his. So he did think about that. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So everybody, you don't need to have some sort of mantra where it's like you know i don't quit or i'm tough or this is for so and so sometimes all you need is a husband that can't really find his way around a state park that a spouse that can't find their way around a state park is great motivation to finish a, <laughs> a trail in fkt when, when, when everything is going wrong natalie i said earlier in the podcast that one of the things i i, I love about the time we're dealing with now with, with COVID-19 canceling a lot of races and, you know, everyone having to, to make adjustments. And there are FKTs that are, that are being attempted every single weekend. And there's ones that are going down, ones that have stood for a very long time. Um, but I, what I love is you are not a professional runner, Natalie. And that's not to take away from your amazing accomplishments in, in, in the ultra world and, and what you've done. But you are, you're, 
your you have a regular job. This is this is your hobby. This is not your profession. And to see this go down like this, it's just so cool to see so many FKTs. Because a lot of times you got these guys that are you know professional runners and yeah, they're getting paid and they just go out and knock out an FKT. But to see someone who also has a day job, you know, has to is, is taking care of kids, crush these FKTs. That's it's really it's really awesome, Natalie. And it was really your your um your blog post about it was nearly as long as 77 miles and and just riveting the entire time. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, you know, and I, the way I looked at it is, yeah, I can sit here and mope, mope about my races being canceled. And I, honestly, this I don't know if this is going to sound good or bad. It really didn't bother me that much because I'm like, you know what? I love to run. I'm going to mm-hmm. run regardless. Yeah. And this just gives me the opportunity to do some other cool stuff. Like, because just a couple weeks before I did the foothills trail, we have a local trail system, um, in Charlotte, the whitewater center. Mm-hmm. Um, my boss, he had attempted to do, it's called the whole enchilada where basically you do all the trails. It's like 43 miles. Yeah. And, um, and actually me and him did it the same day, but I just finished a little bit earlier than he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and I was the first person to officially do the whole enchilada. So, you know, and, it's like, okay, well, I can't do my race, but I'm going to go out here and do, you know, 43 miles unsupported or, well, that was self-supported because I used my car as an aid station. Right. Um, and, you know, like, or I, I have another thing I'm thinking about doing just depending on what the race schedule turns out to be. I'm actually thinking about doing the pitch Ooh. Um, at some point. Yeah. Well, that, that's been on my radar, but I always have races you know, when they do the official pitchel. Right. So I'm thinking about just trying to do it. And there's another one called Scar, the Smoky, I think it's called the Smoky Challenge Adventure Run. Yes. And um, there's a there's a gentleman at the time of the recording of this podcast, there's a gentleman, he's a friend of mine in Chattanooga, and he is attempting to set um, in a couple of days the record for the double scar where he's going to go finish the length and then go back. So that's another one of those. Um, yeah. I, it's just something cool and, and gnarly. Natalie, do you think you experience something? Do you think you get something out of a big, unsupported, you're on your own for 77 miles through this brutal country and this 17,000 feet of gain? And you're just, it is not an easy run in any way, shape, or form. Where maybe if it was a race, let's say there's a race on this course and you're doing the Foothills Trail and there's eight every, you know, five miles and you get a pacer the last 20. What do you think you get? differently from doing it yourself as opposed to if it was a race? Oh, it's just so much more rewarding because it's something that you did. Nobody can take that away from you. Not to say that a race isn't something that you did, but I mean, you did it on your own. And also like you are by yourself. I mean, I saw so few people that day. I didn't see anybody throughout the night, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I saw only a handful of people, you know, on the, you only see people like when you're in the state park, really. Right. Um, so I didn't see that many on the actual foothills section, like especially Laurel Valley. But I mean, you experience things so much differently when you go out and do it by yourself outside of a race venue. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, you can, and you can take your time. Like, that's why I like to go out and do recon before races because I take all my pictures before mm-hmm. the race so that when I race, I just, you know, I'm just racing. 
but um, it is just different. Like you, you don't have anybody sitting there baby in you. You don't like if okay. Like if something goes wrong, guess what? You got to troubleshoot because if you don't, I mean, what are you going to do? You don't have anybody to complain to. You just have to figure it out and you learn. I think it teaches you to be tougher in, um, in life in in everything. It just teaches you to suck it up yeah. <laughs> basically. And that's my thing. Just suck it up, you know? Um, and, and I have, you know, I, like I said, I mean, I know a lot of people aren't religious, but I do talk to God when I'm out there and it gives me time to be alone and to talk, you know, to work on my faith. Um, it's people. I think more people should do stuff like this versus always having to race because mm-hmm. it's just a completely different experience. I was going to ask you after you you said that prayer. Your friend said, "Okay, say a prayer before you set off," and you're a mile and a half in, and then you you'd fall off that bridge, and and you're like, "What?" <laughs> was there at any point where you're like, "Hey, God, you know, there's other deities I could choose from. A little help here, buddy." No, well, no, that, just, that never crosses my mind. Um, I, I don't know. It's funny if I did say yeah, but no. Um, I'm, I'm just like, well, you know what? If this is the way the day is going to go, I'll just deal with it. I'll deal with whatever you throw at me. I mean, because think about it. Things could always be worse. Think. I mean, I could have really hurt myself. There was no blood drawn. And I now I will say this, um, and I've never had this not happen, but I didn't have any chasage. I had zero blisters. Um, I had no issues like that. You know, I, I, I fell, but I didn't draw, you know, I didn't hurt myself. I didn't have any run-ins with bears, um, no weirdos out there. So it was overall a pleasant experience. Now, before this, I thought about maybe doing the out and back. I mm. don't know that I really want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I might go out there and reattempt. And I, I would like to attempt to get the, um, well, now I can't get the overall female FKT because was it Alondra Moody? Yeah, Alondra Moody. Out there and yep. like, yeah. Lord have mercy. She just killed it. I, I can't compete with, like, I'm, I might could get 21 hours, but 19, that's just, insane um <laughs> yeah but i could potentially get the i could definitely knock a couple of hours off if i can just figure some other stuff out and 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 since um i did it i actually got a, a bigger vest because i'm like if i'm going to be doing this stuff i need a better vest because i actually ripped my vest anyway so the front mesh pockets are gone um those just ripped <laughs> what did you get for it for a new vest what do you what do you what are you eyeing up uh, well, actually, my my boss gave me um, it was like a seven year old Solomon twelve set, but I don't care. I mean it it has all the pockets I need. It, I mean it holds like a million calories. It's vintage. Just imagine how much stuff I can do it. Oh <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm put in there. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure, Natalie. That's really so, awesome. And I think hearing your story, I hope someone that was thinking like you know I've had a race or whatever, just even go out there and try it because there's so many trails that don't have fkts for unsupported runners and so you know that there, there's an opportunity there if you're thinking like i can't get a Londra moody type speed but if you're relentless and as tough as nails as natalie is where you're not going to give up regardless not because of any reason other than your husband won't be able to find you if, if you get stuck <laughs> halfway through a trail what advice would you give to someone looking to 
go out on their own and do a big non-race adventure? Well, the first thing I would advise is, you know, definitely, and it depends on the distance, but I would say um, go out and do some shorter unsupported runs, but also, you know, get used to carrying a pack, um, get used to, you know, figure out what kind of, same, kind of same thing as a race, but get, mm-hmm. figure out what works for you as far as nutrition goes. Um, definitely, like for this, there was plenty of water sources, so I didn't have any issues with that, but, you know, um, you definitely need a water filter for a, a long effort like this if you're going to do it unsupported. And you need to know where your water sources are unless, you know, if, it, if there's not water everywhere. Um, God, there's so many things. Like, just make sure you, you got to know what the weather's going to be like. And, you know, in certain places, the weather could change at the drop of a hat. Very true. So be prepared, you know, carry a jacket. I had gloves just in case, but I definitely didn't need it because I actually wore a tank top and uh, a running skirt the whole time. I didn't need any of the crap I had. (laughs) But just, I mean, so I was prepared to some extent. Um, But I don't want people to just go out and say, oh, I can do this with no experience. Don't willy-nilly. I've done. Right, right. Right, because, you know, I I have done, like, I've done a few hundred-mile races, and I've done several unsupported um, 50Ks. Like, you know, even if it's a race course, I've done 50K runs unsupported. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Definitely do your homework and, you know, study the course, maybe go out to where you're going to be running and run on it a little bit. Um, just and, get, and, and definitely have to be comfortable with being by yourself and know that it, you're going to be out there by yourself all night, maybe. Right. Depending on what the distance is and be comfortable with that. Like maybe run it at night um, versus always running during daylight hours. Well, especially as we get closer to summer, um, it might be smarter for a lot of people to just you know, do as much running on these FKTs as you can at night because here we are in the south and uh, today where I am, it's 90 degrees and humid. I don't know what the weather's like where you're at, but some of that, I mean, for that might be the best option for some people just to run it at night. Right. Well, it's not that warm, but it's pretty warm. Um, it's not, Now, Saturday was horrible. We, um, we, I was actually trying to do a hundred, like a little fun hundred miler on Saturday. Yeah. Um, th- that didn't go so well, but <laughs> it was, uh, it was pretty hot and it was very humid and, um, it, it, uh, it was really unpleasant. Nobody got a hundred miles. Um, but you know, it, I would say too, like, yeah, do it whenever the, the weather's going to be good mm-hmm. or like, don't set yourself up for failure. Do it at a time when you, you think that it could be doable and, you know, just make sure that you go in prepared, even though I don't sound like I was very prepared. I promise I was, I was somewhat prepared. (laughs) One more thing about the FKT, Natalie, and I I was going to ask you this earlier, but I I forgot we moved on, you know, you've experienced finishing uh, an ultra race, you know, finishing that hundred miler. Usually it happens in the middle of the night when no one else is there. And it's the most anticlimactic thing of your life. Finishing your first hundred mile race you have these ideas in your head like it's going to be a Boston Marathon type finish where there's you know hundreds of people sitting around going like, yes, nice work. And it's just it's a it's a guy in the timing tent that's asleep 
the race director's there, yep. and then there's like two other people and your spouse, and and the sound when you finish your first hundred is more of. Can we go home now? Yeah. yeah. Is it, does this mean you're done? Um, so, but it is a very sweet feeling. It's a, it's an incredible feeling, and and it's one that's hard to describe to someone who's not done it before and it's something that no one can ever take away from you and it is a special sweet moment but coming off of that trailhead you see the marker you see the the trailhead right there the parking lot how does that compare to the finish of of a of a, of a organized race just finishing that fkt and getting off that trail i don't well you know i'm kind of weird because a lot of times I'm not really excited about stuff. Like when I, so when I first finished, well, actually when I first finished, I was expecting my watch to say a certain thing and I wasn't expecting to be done. So I'm like, well, is this the trailhead? Like, is this it? (laughs) (laughs) So, and then, I mean, so it takes, but it, sometimes it takes a while for it to hit, you know, um, it didn't hit me until later. And honestly, so right after the the gentleman who does the foothills, he runs the foothills trail page or mm-hmm. trail ultra run page. He had email. He didn't respond to my email that I sent him before the run. He didn't send it until after I'd already started. Uh, and he he mentioned something about he didn't know if they were going to differentiate between male and female unsupported. Yeah. And so I I read that email. You know, I, I finally had gotten home and I'm laying in bed. And um, about to take my nap or whatever, and I'm like, I got so depressed because all the oh my god, I just did that, and it's not even going to count. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god, yeah, you're right. You're thinking like, okay, I got this, and then you yeah, you get home and the emails and they're saying like, yeah, we're not sure we're going to differentiate between the two, so you may not have anything. Right, and then so then um, my friend sent me a screenshot of a Facebook post mm-hmm. on the Foothills um, Trail Run Facebook page, and showing where he he uh, acknowledged my FKT. Oh. So then I went from like being all depressed, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so <laughs> like I was so happy." Um, so that's when it officially hit me because I was so tired when I finished yeah. that I couldn't really um, I couldn't really enjoy it. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of your 100-mile finish, like, when I finished my first 100, you talk about anticlimactic. I won. <laughs> and, and the husband of the race director was like, oh, well, she's asleep in the camper. <laughs> she's going to be really disappointed that she missed you. And, I mean, I'm on video saying, I was, he goes, he goes your, first, your first female, second overall, and I was like, Yay. That's literally the volume that I was at. Yay. <laughs> Cause I was so, and then, and then I was like, I'm done, son. Like what kind of stupid reaction is that? <laughs> and it's on video. So you can always watch it to remind you of that incredible reaction. Right. But I just, I'm, I don't, I'm not a really excitable person. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody that knows me knows that i I mean, I laugh and, and I do get excited, but you can't always tell by what I say. Yeah. Um, and sometimes my I have a delayed reaction. Like it takes a while for, I actually have to process and think about it. And then I'm like, oh my God, um, I can't believe it. And, and I, and sometimes I'll react about the weirdest things. Like sometimes I'll start crying 
because I actually did start crying before I finished the run when I knew that I had it. And I got, I, I get overwhelmed with emotion yeah. before I actually finish. when I know, oh my God, I'm actually going to finish. Like, this is like, I've, I've, even like when I finished the, one of my hundreds, I cried about the weirdest things. Like I saw that I had gotten in under my goal time and then I started crying. I was like, oh my God, I was expecting 33 hours and it only took me 32 and a half. Right. Like, woohoo, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So, it so that was kind of anticlimactic when I finished uh, yeah. the Foothills Trail. It, it took a little bit, to, and, and actually, the same day that you messaged me about the podcast was the same day that I got the message from the official FKT site that it was added. Um, so it was a pretty awesome day. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so I'm like official, official. You know, right. I don't know what that really means in the real world. Cause like, who really cares? Like you tell a real pro- a normal person, Oh yeah, I got the FKT on the foothills trail. Do they really care? Well, I, I no, I think it's, I think it's cool. I think trail runners care. I think like if you were to tell, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're at your, your child's school and there's another parent and you're talking, you know, before the, the school play or whatever. And you're like, Hey, I got the FKT on the Foothills Trail. They'd be like, I have no idea what you just said. They'll be like, <laughs> like you're speaking a completely uh, different language to them. I do want to say, uh, when I did contact you, Natalie, there was not, like the Adventure Jogger podcast had not even released yet. And so you were nice enough to agree to come on a podcast that you didn't know what it was called. You had no idea what it was going to be at all. So I appreciate you um, going on a agreeing to come on a podcast sight unseen. So you were one of the one of the first people I reached out as I was booking guests for the new podcast. So I really do appreciate you not hanging up the phone on me and saying like I've. You don't even have a podcast, dude. Why would I want to waste my time? So thank you very much for, for agreeing to come um, on. Well, you know, I, I was I listened to the um, the other podcast. Yeah. Um I won't name it. That's but, okay. Um and I did enjoy um I did enjoy it. Um you know, I I enjoyed when it was <laughs> I I won't say anything else. I enjoyed it when um especially when you would interview people, um and it wasn't a, a crap show, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, yeah, I mean, and, and my friend, he, I think he had told me that he reached out to you. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, I'll believe it when I see it, it's, you know, whatever. Right. And then he, he, cause he messaged me, he said, Hey, I, you know, I told Ryan about, um, about you. He might be contacting you. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, I'm, I'm really excited, you know, right. But, um, I'm excited inside. I just don't show it. Hey, uh, but more, I, I was nervous about sounding stupid on the phone, on the podcast. <laughs> no, no. I'll tell you what. I honestly, one of my favorite moments so far, and we're what, uh, like a month and change into the, the adventure jogger. And one of my favorite moments so far is what I asked you about your motivation for continuing to go on because <laughs> I, I was expecting an inspiring moment. I was expecting, you know, the, the moment that someone's listening on their, uh, on, uh, you know, on their headphones, they're out for a run and the miles are really sucking. And I was waiting for that moment where Natalie's going to hit them with that, with that knowledge, with that wisdom, with that trail running, <laughs> just toughness. And they're going to go, yeah. Yeah, I can finish this horrible run because of what Natalie said. And then when you said you just wanted to finish because you're pretty sure your husband wouldn't be able to find you if you quit early. Hey, 
Uh, that's one of my favorite moments so far, Natalie. Thank you for giving me that. <laughs> oh gosh, well now I feel like I gotta like can we can we like rewind it back and then I can change my answer. <laughs> well, here, we'll, we'll we'll end the podcast. We're gonna end the podcast now with a a fictional answer from from Natalie. I'll ask you the question again. We know the real answer is you didn't quit because you were sure your husband wouldn't be able to find you. If you did, so you'd have to walk to the other side anyway. But we're going to end the podcast with an inspiring fictional quote from Natalie Daniel. Natalie, everything was going wrong on the Foothills Trail. <laughs> Whether it was, you know, tripping at the mile and a half in and almost falling off that bridge, you're climbing over that tree, the wrong turn with uh, you know all those uphill miles that counted for nothing. Natalie... Why did you not quit early when everything was going wrong? I just thought about all the people at home, all my friends that were counting on me to finish. Actually, I did have a lot of people tracking me. So okay. I thought about all these people that were behind me and they were tracking me. And, um, you know, just I didn't want to let them down. And, and I wanted to show that. Uh, well, actually, I did want to show that a woman could go out there and do it unsupported. That um, you know, that women are just as tough as men, I, sometimes tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is true. I like. I thought. You know what? A woman has never done this. I want to show that a woman can do this. And everybody told me, like, if anybody can do this, you can do this. You're tough. You know, I've been through a lot in my life. And, um, and I think it has made me stronger and made me just be able to go through stuff and deal with stuff that a lot of people wouldn't be able to deal with. Cause you're right. A lot of people would have just quit and said, you know what? I'm done. Mm-hmm. Even though, what are you going to do? You can't actually quit right. when you're 15 miles into that one section, you got to keep going. So, I mean, so that is true. The thing about my husband, it's kind of a joke, even though I really don't think he would have found me, but I really don't think he would have, but that's not the reason why I kept going. I just like, I don't quit. Once I start something and I put my mind to it, I'm going to keep going regardless. And, you know, especially something like that, you know, I was doing yeah. it for me. I wasn't doing it for anybody else. Um, you know, I, I I just wanted to do something um, that was meaningful, and I wanted to have that experience for myself. And I'm glad I did. I mean, it, it was uh, it was an amazing experience. I would totally do it again um, in a heartbeat. If I could go out there and do it tomorrow, I probably would. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search the Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. 